Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith to Live By. I'm Pam Christian, your host, and this week, like every week, I help us explore current events from a prophetic and biblical perspective so we, as God's children, can know how He wants us to respond. For many people, the past week since the midterm elections has been considerably discouraging, and I know it's been a very long time, a very long fight for those of us seeking to know the truth, to know what God wants us to understand so we can attain His promised victories. Here we are, still waiting on significant election results from mainstream media we don't trust regarding an election system we know is fraudulent. If our focus is on the elections, however, we will be discouraged, perhaps even to the point of giving up, but we mustn't. As I've said before, any time we give up on anything, we're giving up on God, because with God, all things are possible. Our hope must not be in the elections, but ever and only in God. With my message last week titled Brace for Radical Changes as God Answers Our Prayers, I spent a good amount of time helping us consider one of the more dangerous sins taking place within the church. It is the denial or discount of the Holy Spirit. Legalism, religion, and false doctrine are the causes of this denial or discount. Many Christian churches openly teach that the miraculous power of the Holy Spirit is not available for today. If you or anyone you know has been taught to believe the miraculous gifts are not available today, I urge you to listen to last week's podcast. I also recommend my book, Renew Your Hope, Remedy for Personal Breakthroughs, where I provide even more detail in defense of the availability of the miraculous gifts today. I recorded the content of last week's podcast on Friday, November the 5th, and I strongly sensed I needed to address this serious sin in the church. And then I was affirmed on November 11th when I heard the prophetic message God provided through Julie Green. I share part of it now, and it's loosely quoted. But God said, Woe to those in the body of Christ who refuse to listen to my prophets, refuse to listen to my words, and choose to stay in a religious mindset. Change is coming, and you will not be prepared for that change. Some will be on the side of judgment because they are living no different from the world. It's time for my children and my body to come together. Time for restoration, time for revival, time for my glory, and the majority will take part in this. Some will not because they refuse to listen to my words. Some of the church is hypnotized by man's doctrines and don't want to partake, thinking it's not of me. They say God doesn't do miracles. God doesn't restore. God only did that in the beginning because he needed to. But they don't pay attention to my written word and how it says I change not. I do not alter the words that come from my lips. My word says I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. But they believe their pastor's words over mine. Some of my children are seduced by man's doctrines because the words make them feel better. They like what they hear, so they don't want to change. They don't recognize me. Great separation has come upon you now. It is time to choose what side you're on. Time to have both feet out of the world or both feet in the world. No longer may you remain lukewarm. My children, it is now time to know my words as never before, because what is coming, you will need to know my word. These are not harsh, but necessary words because of what is coming. Brace for impact and brace for changes you will not fully understand. But in this time, no, it is your time, end quote. There's more God said to his church, and you won't want to miss it, so please use the link in the show notes. Each of us needs to understand the seriousness of the times we're living. We need to realize the importance of embracing all of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I urge you to read and meditate on Matthew 12, verses 22 to 32, with emphasis on verse 32, which states, And whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or the age to come. 
End quote. Consider with me the extent of evil in our world today that we know about and realize it is much worse than that. If ever there was a time we needed the help of the Holy Spirit, it's now. There is no way man alone could rectify the evil we're dealing with. The Holy Spirit never functions where he is not welcome. So again, I urge you to reconsider what you believe without delay, because the time of God's intervention is now. So, to bridge the content I want to share today, let me ask you, does God ever command us to do something he has not equipped us for? If you have sound Bible-based doctrine, the answer is no. God would never command us to do something that he did not also fully equip us to accomplish. God personally provides everything we need in advance. Anything and everything God asks of us, he personally provides a way for us to successfully accomplish, which includes the present-day spiritual battle. It is the enemy of God who works to prevent us from knowing who we are in Christ and from accessing the full authority and power Christ has given us to overcome all the plans of the devil. I really need you to let that sink in. If you are worn out to the point that you cannot bring yourself to get back into the spiritual battle, then you have relied on your own strength and understanding over and above the authority and power Christ has given us. This means you've been listening to the lies of the enemy, and he has successfully worn you down, making you impotent and subject to his harmful ways. If this is you, make the decision right now to listen to this entire podcast so you can replace the lies you've inadvertently received from the enemy for God's truth and promises so you can repent and be restored, should that be needed, to position yourself to receive God's promised blessings. Clay Clark, the founder of the Reawaken America Tour, featuring General Michael Flynn, is my guest today. Clay is one of the most informed and intelligent people I have ever met. Amanda Grace says when you interview Clay, it's like being on a roller coaster without a seatbelt, and I agree. But what we gain from listening to him and learning from all he has provided on his website is extremely essential, especially in these days of dark deception. So, with today's program, you can expect to learn, number one, more about the importance of our operating from Christ's authority and power if we want to see the results God has told us we can have. Number two, we will gain understanding about the midterms and learn how they were more successful than most realize. Number three, we'll learn more truth about evil plots against us from Clay Clark, allowing us to be both spiritually and practically prepared for these days ahead. And number four, I'll share what God has said for us in all of this through his prophets. So, to illuminate all you'll hear today with encouragement, let me remind you, in September 2022, the Hebrew calendar ushered in the new year 5783. From the Hebrew gematria, we know the number 5 means grace, number 7 means divine completion, number 8 means new beginnings, and the number 3 means perfection or completeness. So, from just this much, we should expect a great year. But there's more. The decade of the 80s, which of course started the year 5780 and will run through the year 5789, is recognized as the decade of the mouth and is represented with the letter Pei, P-E-Y. By extension of the mouth, the decade of the 80s emphasizes our words, our speech, and our breath. The letter Pei is the 17th letter of the Hebrew alphabet, whereas the letter Q is the 17th letter of the English alphabet, and the number 17 means victory. And for some of us who have been gleaning from different communication boards, this is interesting, to say the least. Now, listen to more of what God said through Julie Green. Quote, Wake up, get up, stand up, and fight the good fight of faith. There is no more time because I am sending fresh fire to restore souls, to heal what's been broken, to give back to you what's been stolen. I am still the deliverer, the great I am, the healer, the provider. I am the God that saves and restores, 
No, there isn't any more time. This is time for my glory to fill this earth and time for my church to arise and my glory to save this world and restore what has been stolen and kept from my people. You, my children, are on assignment to be my mouthpieces and show people my love and tell them of my words and about my son. It is time for the great harvest of souls, so prepare, my children, for more responsibilities and more suddenlies and more changes. Great and mighty works will you do, so receive this day that you are children of the Most High God, and you are on the winning side. In addition to this prophecy, God has been repeatedly saying through various prophets the importance of his people using our mouths to decree and declare what God reveals, even to shout his words, and in this way bring about the victories he's been promising. God's been speaking through his prophets a lot lately. Obviously, we need to hear his words. On November 9th, the day after the midterms, Julie posted a word the Lord gave her on October 31st, titled, Your enemy's plans will not succeed against this nation. And the word she posted on November 10th, which she got on November 1st, was titled, Career politicians will be no more. Think about this. God gave these words before the midterms. Julie recorded them before the midterms, but the timing for our ability to hear the prophecies were both after the midterms when the encouragement from these words would be needed the most. God has repeatedly promised he is in the process of eradicating evil from our world in a way and an extent as never before. What has taken place recently in Israel and Brazil regarding their government leaders is clearly God's hand. In an interview with Steve Schultz on November 9th, Kat Kerr stated, quote, More justice will be given by God in our time than any other time of the earth. And then speaking of the partially reported outcome of the midterm election, she said, quote, What we saw yesterday is not the end. And she added, The cheating is not undetected. I believe there are many reasons to suspect cheating, and I also believe it will be revealed in God's time. Johnny Inlow, also interviewed by Steve Schultz, spoke of the cheating and how it is well known by White Hat military, and he expects it will all be revealed at just the right time. He believes our elections for the last 50 years, that's 5-0, 50 years have been stolen. He believes more people need to be awakened to the truth before the White Hat military can make their ultimate reveal. Referencing the election in Brazil, where the military is being openly used at this very time to uncover the truth about the elections, Johnny stated the Brazilian people are more awake than Americans. I encourage you to read the article from the show notes to learn more about why the Brazilian people are protesting, and may we learn from them. We know of a number of glitches and malfunctions in the voting machines. Lance Wallnow's podcast with Floyd Brown revealed Arizona voting machines malfunctioned only in Republican communities. There are a number of races yet to be decided, causing us to have to wait to know the outcomes, which I believe is also part of the deep state's plan to maintain control and manipulate what will be made public, which will be their own crafted narrative instead of the truth. Lance Wallnow said, speaking of the midterms, quote, We restrained the devil. We did not cast him out. And I think this is a good assessment. I think it also is a revelation that more people in America still need to wake up to the truth. So, think this through with me. Had the 2022 midterms truly produced a red tsunami, I believe we would celebrate, thinking we've achieved our victory, and we would slack off on working with God to expose and deal with all manner of evil and corruption wherever it exists. This would allow evil to continue to flourish. Do you see? In the end, after all cheating is exposed, we may find that we had a much greater red wave, or tsunami, than we now think. 
But again, if we knew that too soon, it would influence our resolve to go forward in the fight. So I think God is metering out what we know so we don't give up too soon and actually lose our victory. So I hope this perspective to really encourage you. If you will look with your spiritual eyes, you'll see the enemy of God in virtually every place in the world, in our societies, cultures, and families. The enemy is in a panic knowing his days are numbered, and we must be prepared to stand firm against the enemy. Dr. Randy Clark, author of several books, including the Biblical Guidebook to Deliverance, wrote, quote, Much of the church today languishes. It is powerless, caught up in theology that regulates the power of God to the distant past or to the millennial reign in the future or to the consummation of the kingdom of God with little emphasis placed on the current power of God. Satan would like to keep the church in this weakened state of power for as long as he can, because when we regain our power, he will quickly find himself with few places to hide. The power of the Holy Spirit and all the authority of Jesus Christ are available to us as believers today, but so often we fail to understand who we are. We fail to understand our identity in Christ because the church has not taught us who we are. Many in leadership in the church today do not themselves understand the identity of the believer, and so they cannot teach it to their flocks. End quote. There is more truth we must know, and there is more work we must do with God in order to experience the victory and celebration He has planned for us. Let's now listen to my guest Clay Clark, who brings us even more reason to do all we can to stay informed and engaged in the battle until God says the victory has been secured. Clay Clark, I want to thank you so much for joining me today, which for us, for both of us today, is actually the 9th of November, the day after the midterms. And I wanted you on my program especially because you, along with General Michael Flynn, have spent untold hours, untold amounts of money touring the United States for the past two and a half years, I think it's been. Yeah. Yeah, working tirelessly to help Americans wake up to the truth about our government, about our media. And to the whole fact that there really is an effort by Klaus Schwab and Yuval Noah Harari and Bill Gates and others through the World Economic Forum and the United Nations to establish a one world government. There's a lot to wake up to. And through a lot of analysis of various intel and the many hope-filled words of prophecy that God's given us, we really expected something much different from this midterm election that we just have lived through. It's not quite over, but America needs to produce far greater results than what we saw with these midterms. I would really like to get your take on this, especially with as hard as you and your team have been working to wake people up. Well, you know, uh, and I don't want to depress anybody. Um, I don't want to depress. I just want to give people facts. And then I want people to understand us. And this is my theme is Jesus or our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was not surprised by any of these events. That's where I have my comfort is I know we have the hope of the Lord, um, Ephesians chapter one, verse 16 through 18. I really think it's important that we read. So I'm going to just start off by reading Ephesians chapter one, verse 16 through 18, before we get into this, because you could get depressed um, if you're not aware that uh, God uh, is aware of what's going on. Okay. It says Ephesians chapter one, verse 16 through 18, written by Paul, uh, Paul, who happened to be a uh, uh, he decided to uh, write the Bible from his uh, most, uh, from his favorite place, I guess, prison uh, for this. So think about this. What would that be like to be writing a book inspired by God from prison? He writes, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope, there it is, hope of his calling 
and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So that being said, this, this Tucker Carlson reported this on October 27th. And then Glenn Beck reported the same thing on November the 4th. So listen to what these people are saying here. These are facts related to, I promise this does relate to the elections. I want people to understand what is actually happening here. Listen to this, folks. Glenn Beck and Tucker Carlson. Diesel reserves are at a 71-year low. This country is about to run out of diesel fuel. According to data from the Energy Information Administration, by the Monday of Thanksgiving week, that's 25 days from now, there will be more, no more diesel. So the Monday of Thanksgiving, we'll have no oil and no diesel fuel in America. So that will quickly become the biggest issue facing America is how do we get food? How do we get clothing? How do we survive as a nation? So, and that is, it's a controlled demolition of the country. So uh, we've just talked about how we have a diesel fuel problem. In addition to that, okay, this is be uh, this would be the it's called the BRICS Bank. To be more accurate, it's the New Development Bank, the NDB. You're going to start to hear this all the time. The NDB or New Development Bank. The president of the NDB, the New Development Bank, with the BRICS Bank, President Marcos Troijo, made the following statement on November 5th. So BRICS started out as a concept for how the future of the global economy would look like, but now it has evolved to really a tool that promotes global governance. It's a tool that promotes global governance based in Shanghai, China. So let's let's just recap. So in 1945-ish, America began, became the world's reserve currency, which gives us all sorts of benefits. And basically, the world looks to America, Americans, America's currency and says, wow, you guys, wow, your dollar's strong. People all over the world, if you travel on a cruise ship and you go to an island or a port of call, people, uh, islands would say, well, thank you for bringing U.S. dollars. You could take your money up to Canada or some uh, country and you you could notice that the dollar could buy a lot. Well, in 1971, America got off the gold standard per the recommendation of Henry Kissinger. And in 1971, Klaus Schwab started the World Economic Forum per the recommendation of Henry Kissinger. And in the early 1970s, 1974 to be exact, uh, America started this weird relationship with Saudi Arabia called the petrodollar. And the petrodollar, the relationship, and I'm oversimplifying it for sake of time, but the petrodollar works like this. We're asking the Saudi Arabians to only sell their oil to countries that we like at a price that we like. And we're asking the Saudi Arabians to, by and large, uh, only sell their oil in exchange for U.S. dollars. And there's rumors or allegations that the Saudi Arabians were selling occasionally barrels of oil to people in exchange for other forms of currency. But basically, the, 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 you know, the price of oil universally is priced in dollars per barrel, and they only sell the oil in exchange for dollars. Well, uh, in, we were at the Reawaken America Tour in Pennsylvania, and I received to me, what to me was like uh, – when I found out my dad had Lou Gehrig's disease, it, it, that was a terminal diagnosis. I received, I believe our country received a terminal diagnosis. Right. Um, when we were at the Reawaken America Tour in Pennsylvania, and Saudi Arabia declared they were joining BRICS. So Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, beginning in 2017-ish, began buying as hoarding, I would say, buying as much gold as possible because the Bank of International Settlements that most people don't know about, but it's like the central bank of central banks, they upgraded gold to be a tier one asset to be of equal value as the dollar 
And uh, at that point, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, economies that aren't that big individually, but in total, they represent 41% of the Earth's population. They teamed up, they began hoarding gold, and they convinced Saudi Arabia to join with them in addition to Turkey, Iran, Venezuela. So now you have over 60% of the Earth's population saying they're going to de-dollarize. And so that has begun. And so now you're seeing China and Russia trading oil back and forth and goods and services in exchange for uh, no longer using the U.S. dollar to exchange. And now you're seeing Saudi Arabia do the same thing. Um, Very soon, Saudi Arabia will announce they are no longer going to uh, recognize the dollar as a legitimate form of currency. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be trading using their BRICS currency, which is based in Shanghai. And that's how you will see the U.S. economy crumble. And then that is how they will wield their power over the people because they will say that you have to use a central bank digital currency, CBDC. And I know it's a lot of information to take in, but you might have listened to this show twice. But Rishi Sunak, Rishi Sunak is the new prime minister of the United Kingdom. And uh, he was appointed after his predecessor resigned after 44 days in office. And Rishi Sunak, his father-in-law, is the man who developed the technology behind the central bank digital currencies, which are currencies that are programmable. And Joe Biden, through executive order, signed in the use of central bank digital currencies with executive order 14067, executive order 14067. So we're about ready to experience programmable central bank digital currencies in America. All right. Now, I start off by asking you about the elections, and you've taken us to a much more important part. Before we go too much deeper in what you've already given us a lot more to wake up about, what do you think of the elections? What can we expect moving forward because of our elections? And I, and I know this sounds crazy. I haven't put a whole lot of thought into it other than I'm always the first guy to vote if possible. So I, I always set my alarm. I like to get there at 630. And to my shock, and it was a good thing. There were many people in line in front of me, 630 in the morning in Oklahoma to vote. Uh, Kevin Stitt, the most conservative candidate, won in Oklahoma. Uh, Ron DeSantis won by a long shot in Florida. Um, you saw many, I mean, visually you saw a red wave of people show up and then you began to see the squirreliness begin in Pennsylvania and Arizona and other swing States where now they're saying we might not know the winner for days, weeks. And, um, that to me is very concerning. Absolutely. Yeah. What I was hoping is that you would see, I was hoping, praying, wishing that there would be some strong candidates would get into position and they could stop the implementation of these central bank digital currencies and these nefarious policies. Um, but I don't know that we're going to get that. I, I, and I don't want to be negative there because I just, I, that's an opinion thing. And I, I, I hate to be the guy that ever gives an opinion. that's not positive. So I'm praying, hoping that great things will happen. Um, I can say that president Donald J Trump, according to his math had 219 wins and 16 losses, meaning that the 219 candidates that he endorsed won and 16 lost. And that's what I understood as well. So we do have some positive trends from the midterms. I mean, the Republicans will control the House majority. So Biden's radical socialist agendas will be dead on arrival. Um, We can expect the January 6th committee to be finished. There's quite a few things that will be positive, but not as much as we'd hoped for. And now, given everything you explained about the, the currency, the digital currency, and the direction that the world economy is going, it seems like we're in a worse situation. 
I, I believe that we are at the precipice, at the threshold of a place in space where we are about ready to witness um, the intentional destruction or demolition of the U.S. dollar. And because I want your listeners to be able to have the time to deep dive into this, if they go to timetofreeamerica.com today, it's, in, it's free. You don't have to download anything. You don't have to pay for anything. You just go to timetofreeamerica.com and I have a button there. You, it's called the truth about bricks. And you can read all that. And when you read it, it's very, very disturbing, alarming, concerning what's happening with BRICS. And again, once we are using a programmable central bank digital currency, what that does is that makes it where Americans no longer can say no to RNA modifying nanotechnology shots if they want to continue getting paid. So that takes us to a really weird space and place where your currency can be turned off if you don't adhere to the the narrative and what you what you're seeing i want to be very clear is if you go to um china they have a social credit score right where basically money can be turned on or off based upon your adherence to their perverse uh narrative and or uh goals agendas in, in china and so that's why in china you know you see family members turning each other in for violations it's because in china you know your money gets turned off if you don't adhere to the, the the narrative. All right, Clay. So things are a lot worse than we thought. The elections didn't go quite like we had hoped, but God's still in charge. And there's still a lot of prophetic word where God has been very clear that he doesn't need an election to turn the United States around. Correct. And that the people who are against him will be held accountable. The whole world is not quite awakened. I mean, as much as you have worked for two and a half years to try to wake Americans up, there's still a good amount or good percentage of our population that are not awake. Yeah, you know, we it's interesting because at the reawaken tour, I always will pause at a, at a certain time, usually when Mike Lindell's on stage or General Flynn or somebody of note. You know, if you go to time to freeamerica.com, by the way, on January 20th and 21st, we're going to Nashville. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee will be there, and uh, that'll be the event again, January 20th and 21st. And we let people name their price. So I, what happens is, and I see this a lot here, uh, Pam, is, is people will, they will come to these events and they'll go, well, what is this? You know, what they're kind of figuring out what, what's going on. This is Sean Foyt leading praise and worship. And Steve Strang is talking about cancel culture. And Mark Burns is talking about Black Lives Matter. What's, what is it? And about halfway through day one, you've got a little rapport with the audience. The attendees are starting to understand that we're all trying to save America together. And I'll ask them, I'll say, hey, how many of you? are learning about Klaus Schwab for the first time by show of hands. And over half the crowd's hands go up every time. And now we usually have about just a little over a million people that will stream the event and about 4,500 4, people in attendance. So, I mean, you, you, it's a lot of people. And I'll say, how, now how many of you are, are, are hearing about Yuval Noah Harari for the first time? And hands go up. So how many of you are hearing that the, that the United Nations – and the interface, this is so crazy. This blows my mind. I say, how many of you are, are, are learning for the first time that the Interfaith Center for Sustainable Development is rolling out their new ten, new Ten Commandments from the top of Mount Sinai on November 13th? And everyone's hands go up. So what I'm discovering is that the Reawaken America Tour, and I would say this is a credit to the speakers that we have, they're waking people up to issues that people previously did not know about. And uh, whether it be the Kim Clement prophecies or would be the prophecies of Robin Bullock or whether it be just reading the actual book of Daniel or the book of Revelation, mm -hmm. or the book of Matthew chapter 24, I believe that the, that the gospel has to be shared uh, everywhere. 
before Christ's return. And, and uh, so I, I, again, I do have a lot of faith and hope that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, knows what he's doing. I mean, I'm not at all worried about that. I can just say that, you know, as it relates to me in my little world where I'm raising my five kids, it's concerning mm-hmm. to see the collapse of the dollar and the American freedoms that we've enjoyed. But I think it's important and I think it's, 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 it's I think it's smart for people to uh, understand that uh, America has enjoyed dominance in the world in large part because of our status as the world's reserve currency. And I think it's in, in, in smart for people to understand what would happen if we lost that status. I think those are just smart things to know. And I think we've been able to operate somewhat in, 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 under ignorance because we've been able to um, you know, enjoy the status as the world's reserve currency without knowing why. And I just think we're headed to a, a, a maybe a rough patch here. I can see why you say that, because it wasn't that long ago, Obama said that he wanted to fundamentally change the United States. And it's been happening. And I mean, you're pointing out how the dollar is a big, big part of that happening. And we're seeing it, too, with the continued media narrative and the efforts by those who are part of the deep state to try to keep us in the dark and to keep us uninformed. But another reason, and maybe the most important reason that America has enjoyed the status that it has in the world is because of our relationship with God, the covenant our nation has with God. What would you say about that? I agree with that. I, I believe that and people, other people who are more respected and more articulate than myself have said this, but you know, God chose Israel and America chose God. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I do believe that to be true, but I also think America's been playing with demons for a while. Yeah. So I'll just give you an example of what I mean, and somebody can do their own research on this, okay? But... um. If you open up your smartphone today, everybody gets your smartphone out. Think about the access of perversion and temptation and gambling addiction and drugs and the access to terrible things that people now have at the, at the touch of a button, at a swipe of a thing. At a, um, and, and so a lot of Americans have engaged in um, fornication, uh, drug addiction, gambling, um, and, the, and what happens is when you when you look at those things, when you interact with those things, when you go to those things, it opens you up to d- demonic. Uh, you're given d- demons access to your life. Absolutely. And you don't want to be playing with demons. OK, right. So the this is an intentional thing, you know, so you're starting to see uh, Kim Clement professed. Uh, he, he prophesied about a spirit of pythos or the python where mm-hmm. it would begin to slowly take control of people's lives. And I'm just watching that happen where it's mm-hmm. like, uh, whether it be the, 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 um, the, uh, abundance of facial tattoos that have been normalized. I mean, you, you, you see people that have, you know, really lewd statements on their face, mm-hmm. you know, you start to see what percentage of young couples live together before they're married. I mean, is it all of them? I mean, what, you know, what, what percentage of people are the, what audio are we listening to the, the lewd Luciferian Jezebelian lyrics of music? I mean, there's just a lot going on there that the, the Netflix, the movie titles and the, the mm-hmm. thumbnails and the movies and the, the pop culture today is just the super bowl. It's just so perverse. It's in the air everywhere. And when you see the Commonwealth games of 2022, when they have the, 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 the symbolism of Moloch everywhere, people are almost so desensitized. Now they go, ah, just Beyonce, you know, at the Super Bowl doing demon stuff. And that's just Madonna doing demon stuff. And, you know, that's just Shakira doing demon stuff. And that's just, you know, Jennifer Lopez doing weird Jezebelian stuff. And all in the name of entertainment. 
It's so much so now that churches are having Super Bowl parties. Think about that. Yeah. You know, Clay, I think you're absolutely right. And I also believe that there has been a faithful remnant of God's people who sure. have been praying and interceding and interceding and praying. And I would consider myself one of these intercessors and the remnant. And I believe God has just according to Second Chronicles 7.14, he has seen our prayers. He's, he's heard us cry. He's heard our repentance. He's heard us asking for him to heal our land. And as dark as things look right now, yep. I still have every reason. Well, believe God is going to rescue us. Well, I'm going to say this here, and this is an official invitation, an official invitation. We can talk offline. I want to invite you to, to speak at the Reawaken America Tour event we're doing in January because you've been a faithful voice in the wilderness the entire time, and you've never given up on this country, and you are you do represent the remnant. And so if you, um, with your schedule, I know this isn't the typical way you're supposed to invite people to speak, but that's just how we are with the sense of urgency we have right now. But if you are available between the hours of 6.45 and 7 p.m. at uh, 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 January on January 20th in Nashville, I'd love to have you come speak because, again, the purpose of the Reawaken America Tour, sometimes people come to me and they say, Clay, how did you find that speaker or where is that speaker? I've never heard of this person. I, I, you know, and again, this is, it blows the minds of people from the RNC I've talked to. They go, how much do people pay to be on stage? I mean, how much does, how does it work? And I go, they, they don't. There are people that I have listened to, that I have vetted, that I have feel good about. And I feel like God has called me for the, such a time as this to give a platform for people that love the country, that haven't given up on their faith, people that are fighting back. And you've been one of the strongest people doing that. So I would just say, you, can, you and I can talk about it offline, but um, this Reawaken America Tour event we're doing in January, the mainstream media cannot figure it out. I mean, the Rolling Stone recently did an article where they said, I let them ride with me, by the way, in my white van. I let them meet my wife. I let them. And they're, they're, they're all, you know, the mainstream media is like, you drove here in this white van? Yeah. That's your <laughs> wife? Yeah. That's your kid? You mean you don't have a private plane? I, no. I, I mean, literally, this is a non-diva. They go, well, where did you stay? I said, at the holiday, and you can pick me up. And they, they can't believe the level of transparency that my team has and the commitment we have. They can't believe that General Flynn's sitting there having a hard-boiled egg at a Holiday Inn. I mean, they, they have a hard time because in their mind, they think it's all a show. And they, they go, well, what, what, is your, what is your reason for doing this? So we're trying to save America. And one of the reporters from one of the mainstream media outlets, we've had all the mainstream media outlets now, Washington Post, Associated Press, New York Times. They say, do you mind if we go interview your guests and ask them how much they paid for a ticket? I said, go, nope, no problem. So they run out there with their notepads and they're like, you know, sir, if you don't want me asking them with the Associated Press or Washington Post or whoever, what did you pay for a ticket? And people are like, well, 50, 75, 100, 200, 300, 550. It's all over the board. And they go, so they come back and they go, sir, we've determined after surveying a couple hundred people that people are paying like 60 bucks. And I go, well, that seems, seems fair. And they go, well, sir, I just want you to know, we have actually done investigative journalism and we've now found out that you paid the sound system company and the security company and you've paid the porta potty company and we want to show you these receipts. Are these actually the receipts, sir? And I go, well, I mean, yeah. And they go, well, sir, we've determined you're losing money. And I'm going, well, yeah, I guess, yeah. And they're like, well, what? what have you bitten off more than you can chew? And I'm going, I didn't get into this to make money. I'm trying to save the country and lead people to Jesus. And they're having a real hard time with that. Right. Rolling Stone article was saying, Clay Clark has bitten off more than he can chew. And so all I can say is, amen. What a joy it is to, to what a joy it is to be persecuted for righteousness sake. So Matthew 5, 10, it says, blessed are ye who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for ye shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. And I am honored to uh, take any arrows on behalf of Team Jesus. And I just encourage everybody, go to time to freeamerica.com, 
do your own research, come out to one of the events. Most of the speakers come out and shake hands and greet people, and it will be a life-changing experience uh, for you. And I appreciate you for your eternal optimism and your belief in Jesus Christ. And it's just been an honor to, to, to know you. And uh, again, hopefully you can maybe join us in, in, uh, in uh, Nashville and on January 20th. I would love to. Let me look into that and get back to you on that. But before we conclude, I just want to say the work that you have done sacrificially and your entire team, including General Michael Flynn, is incredible. And I ask every single one of my listeners to keep you held up high in prayer, keep you protected from all kinds of efforts of the enemy that would want to harm you, and for us to be increasing this remnant so we can see God save America. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for carving out time. I really do appreciate you and hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Clay. Bye-bye. As you heard, I started by asking Clay to share his insight on the midterms, but he knew it was more important to use the time to wake us up to more truth about evil that's taking place at this very time. I'll look into the Executive Order 14067, which Clay mentioned is intended to replace our U.S. dollar with central bank digital currency, and also what Clay called the controlled demolition of our country, to help us learn more on a future podcast. But to add to all Clay shared and my premise for you to benefit from listening to this podcast, here's what I want to close with. We don't have all the tallies on the midterms. We don't have all the revelation of cheating. We don't have all the evidence of votes that were stolen. Some, not all prophets, were predicting a red wave, even some predicting a red tsunami. But Hank Kuhneman was interviewed by Steve Schultz on November 10th and shared, since we don't have the accurate outcome of the election, and quite likely it was rigged, only God knows if it was actually a red wave or not. But our focus should not be on the elections. Our focus should be on God who controls the elections and everything else. Clay mentioned how the church has been playing with the devil for a very long time. There are many Christians who have been dabbling with matters contrary to God, who have even become desensitized to the evil aspects of their thoughts and actions. And this is a very dangerous place to be. Amanda Grace also recently gave a word where God said he is imposing a change of the guards within the church because there's too much effort to mix the ways of the world in with God, but the ways of the world have nothing to do with God. And Robin Bullock also soberly cautioned the church, recognizing the enemy has been trying to wear the saints out. But as he said, a victorious church must stand against all evil, all Antichrist efforts. He cautioned us not to judge election results just by what we know today, because a little while after today, a big surprise is coming. God is a jealous God. He will not allow his church to continue in spiritual adultery. I pray every Christian who hears this podcast takes sin in their lives very seriously and that you genuinely repent. Otherwise, you will find yourself on the receiving end of God's judgment. God's judgment begins with the church, then extends into the world. We know God is overturning evil and so much more will no doubt experience some of the darkest, evil chaos we've ever known through it all. But if we want to experience God's promised outcomes, we must diligently work through everything with the eyes of faith. Next week, I'll have another special guest, Derek Johnson, who is a military man, highly informed and capable of interpreting many of the psychological operations and publicly visible missions and legal maneuvers that have been taking place within plain sight. You won't want to miss next week, because my guests will give you many more reasons to remain optimistic in these difficult days. So be sure to tell others to listen next week, too. 
Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people, it helps spread the gospel, and it helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember... Christ died for us, the least we can do is live for Him.